You are listening to Unite the World and Your Life. In this program, you are the ones in control. We will play your music and let you share your experience in life. Uniting people from all over the world and sharing about how the world is made flesh in different realities. Let's start. Hey there guys, here we are and Unite the Word in Your Life. Welcome to the program. I'm Teresa and I have here with me... Chris! Hello Chris! Hello everyone! Wow, great to have you with us today Chris and to have you all joining us today everyone. Um, so we're really getting excited because we're already in, coming to the third week of Advent, aren't we? Yeah, Oof. very close, very, very close. Christmas is very, very close. Wow. And yeah, so this week uh, we, we want to continue uh, deepening to this idea of God becoming human and what does that really mean in our life? Uh, how does yeah, that impact us? And also us? to come in a manger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> a God that is born in a manger. Uh-huh. Well, it's another <laughs> level of lots of things, of poverty, of... Um, it's a mystery to recognize yes, God Humility. Yes, yeah. humility. Well, so what is our question officially for today, Chris, if we're asking about asking these sorts of questions? Yeah. God is born in a manger. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on this? Uh-huh. There we go. And we've got um, a scripture passage to go with it. Um, this is from 2 Corinthians, no? Yeah. 2 uh, Corinthians 8, uh-huh. uh, ch- uh, verse 9. Uh, okay. I will read it. Sure. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, uh-huh. so that you... Through his poverty, might become rich. Oof, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yes. It's it's really a pouring out uh, a really um, a, a big option of God to become human to to assume our vulnerability, assume our, our weakness, assume everything that we are in our human flesh uh, to be one with us, to be to walk with us, to give life with us, to struggle with us. I think there's something, this mystery is very, very beautiful to recognize that God lived and experienced all that we did and lived, did, have done and live. Yes. <laughs> um, perhaps he didn't take exams the same way that we did, or perhaps um, he didn't have to live through COVID. But in one sense, yes, he lived these sufferings already on the cross and he lived, he lives these things with us now because he's alive in us. But, but to know that he really was flesh and he, had to, you know, he felt hunger, he felt tiredness, he felt anger, he felt yeah. joy. Um, well, this is something very beautiful to recognize that God can relate with us so much. Yeah, and he came to us, to, he came uh-huh. to earth like, yes. like not a king, no? Like uh-huh. without the grand opening or uh-huh. the, with a red carpet, but yes. he came in a manger. Yes. Well, and oh, this oh, is oh, what oh. we will be, go- we're going to deepen today. Yes, and yes. Oh, no, very <laughs> beautiful. And actually, I think we were mentioning last week in the program as well, um, the idea of the manger, because a lot of, I don't know if you, you've seen this as well, Chris, but in a lot of our communities, our tabernacles are shaped sort of like a manger. Uh, yes, and the yes, idea yes. is like to reflect 
God being our food, because a manger is is a, a space to feed the cows, yes, <laughs> the animals. animals. No, no. Yes, and it's uh, and like I mentioned last week, it's not saying that we're animals, but this is a humility of our God to come and be our food, yeah. to come and be um, our strength in the journey. So, well, we're getting very excited to share what, what so many people have already have shared. We have lots of shares. Wow, well, yeah. We so rich, very rich, rich of Sarah's shares today. Very, you know, very rich. <laughs> Thanks for well, that's it. But to get our engines warmed up and get ready for today's program, we want to share with you two very beautiful songs um, to begin with. So the first one, Chris, you mentioned it, you, you suggested it to us. It's a very good one. And by Casting Crowns, no? Well, yes, yes it's a very good song. Uh-huh. Make room in your heart. Aha. Uh-huh. Very nice. Wow. We hope you enjoy it, guys. Okay. You are listening to Unite the World and Your Life. Stay united.
Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? You can come as you are it may set you apart When you make room in your heart And trade your dreams for His glory Make room in your heart Make room in your heart
uniting the word and uniting your life. We want to listen to you. Hello. <laughs> wow, the last song that we played, the Be Born in Me, that was sung by Francesca Bat- Battistelli. Aha. It was a very nice song. It's so beautiful. It's like inviting Christ ah. to be born in us. Wow. wow. Yeah. The lyrics are very powerful. Yeah. I, I, will, I, will, I will hold you in the beginning and you'll hold me in the end. Wow. That's very powerful. <laughs> very beautiful. Wow. Chris, we have a lot of sharings today, don't we? Yes. Let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> so let's begin with Eva. She lives here in Valencia in Spain, and um, she has a message for us. So let's see what she has to say. Okay. We might have to play it from in another way. It's very Maybe. low. Okay, we go again. Here is Eva. Hi, this is Eva from Valencia in Spain. Well, the first thing I I think when uh, when I see that God was born in a manger is that big uh, big miracles of love can happen in in the middle of the poverty or the misery and uh, we tend to uh, to despite uh, our miseries and our poverties and i think that when we realize that in the middle that our weaknesses, our miseries, our poverty, uh, we can, if we, uh, if we invite God to, to our shadows, uh, that's the place uh, where big miracles of love can happen and God can uh, transform us, transform our shadows in the, the, the beginning of uh, a salvation history. Well, thank you, Eva. Yeah, I think it's very true, Eva. It's, it could be very um, natural for us to reject poverty, to reject our poverty, but no, it's true. Uh, I couldn't say how true it is that many times it's the only way that God can have access in our lives because we try to be so strong sometimes and be so independent. But really, it's, it's very beautiful when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. We actually are more open uh, to, to even loving because loving means being vulnerable many times. So, no, thank you so much, Eva. Um, God gives us the best example of how you can do that. Thank you, Eva. <laughs> wow. So, Chris, now we've got Mary Lou, I know, Emma Lou. Emma Lou. Yeah, in the Philippines. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, I will read her message. message? Okay. She sent her message Great. to written. Uh-huh. So, okay, this is from Emma Lou, Philippines. Hi, everyone. A very strong message and touching passage. It stuck me while reading the verse. 
short yet very precise. We know the greatest gift God has given us His Son, Jesus Christ, and He is too humble and selfless for us to be placed onwards. Actually, I'm terry-eyed while contemplating. We knew He was crucified for us to be saved, but as human, we do have gaps in rendering our time with Him. He is our King, but did not experience luxuries. Instead, He suffered, was, was betrayed, humiliated, and worse, He died for our salvation. I feel so guilty. I just remember instances when we want to put ourselves first. We want to be entertained and be prioritized. A lot of time, we become victim of our own pride. I mean, if the favor was not on us, we get angry, we outrage, and babble. This makes me realize that Jesus was way too humble and selfless from the day he was born up to his crucifixion. He was not treated kingly or kindly. You know? oh, who are we to demand, even reprimand? We must try to live the way Jesus did and pray to protect our ego against arrogance. We have, we have this attitude in, in each one of us. Let us ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to shaken us in times these attitudes manifest. Well, thank you so much, Emily. You know, and when we realize that how God humbled himself, be born in a manger, we, it's normal no, that we feel guilty. But God came here to save us no, and to pardon us uh, from our sins. So we should be joyful for his coming. No? And yes. yes, it's normal that we felt guilty. But yeah, me, no, I felt guilty many times. But, but there are... But God with with this God came to us is uh -huh. we should be thankful no? and uh -huh. and and with this and give us the the opportunity to change no and uh -huh. to to be like Christ yes uh, because he is born in us uh -huh. we open to his mercy <laughs> thank you thank you so uh -huh. much Emelo for your message and now we have a first time sharer no this is May yeah. from the yeah. Philippines, right? Yeah, she's from Cagayan de Oro, Philippines, wow. and she's a missionary married couple. Ah, sure. And her husband is Rigna. She will okay. give us a well, short introduction of we'll her. Just so. give her a first time sharer a welcome. Oh, <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> wow, here we go, May. Thank you so much for sharing. Hi, everyone. I am May Butrapagia from Philippines. My husband's name is Regner and we have four children and we are missionary married couples in temporal bands. I'm glad to be sharing to you my reflection about the passage in 2 Corinthians 8-9. The intrinsic part of the self-fulfillment and vocation of human beings is being able to give oneself generously and become open to receive the gift of others. And this is the kind of poverty that Jesus is talking about with the example of his life. You know, the world is instilling in us a scarce mentality. 
It wants us to believe that we lack a lot of things. And so when we look at ourselves and we find that there is void, we fill it with temporal things and achievements, only to find out later that we have just become more desperate than ever to satisfy and save ourselves, and that the void we are trying to fill in has gotten deeper. But Jesus invites us to look up and see for ourselves that we have already been richly and lavishly blessed by God in so many ways. We have the capacity first to share our goods, but more than that, we can be generous with our time, patience, forgiveness, understanding, gentleness, and service to the least lovable in our circle of friends, relatives, co-workers, and etc. We are rich not because of what we are keeping for ourselves, but in the measure of how much we are giving. Joy and hope are contagious energies that generous self-giving brings, and it will make us increasingly grateful to the generosity of others and welcome the gift of their selves to us. To be able to give oneself generously and receive the gift of others is a grace that we need to ask every day in prayer. This is what Jesus did. His hidden life and public ministry would be impossible to live without prayer. Christ-like poverty was not instant but was a fruit of His daily humble and loving dialogue with the Father. It is through prayer that God will remind us of our rich identity and He will renew and sustain us when we grow weary. He is the one that can give meaning to our everyday undertaking. As a wife and mother, there are so many things to juggle and integrate. Most of the time, I got messed up, grow weary, and wanting to run away. But in one of my prayers, I could not even utter words anymore to describe my turmoil inside. And then God told me, Here, just rest beside me. When you are weary, it is okay to rest a while. But never quit loving, for this is the way to living your life to the full. And then get up and eat the word of God. I will be your strength. So in this time, I invite you to come closer to God in praying His word. He will be your strength. He will be your food for the journey. How beautiful! And we were just talking about the beginning, weren't we, Chris, about the manger being the space where animals eat. Yes. So no, very beautiful. Many, many things she said. They're very beautiful. We thank yes. you very much, May. Thank you so much, May, for <laughs> reminding wow. us that the prayer uh-huh. we realize now that we will deepen this 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 Advent, no, and how Christ born in us and make us also generous, uh, generous, no, to others when through our prayer when we. We realize no, this this gift that when God came in our life. Well, thanks so, well, much, thank you May. so much, May. <laughs> okay, now we will listen to Elena from Russia. Thanks so much, Elena, for sharing with us again. Jesus was born in manger. He became poor for our sake, so that we could enrich ourselves in Him. Jesus was born poor, and in this way, He also showed us. Where is the real richness? It is not in the treasures of world, it is in heaven. Our richness is love, patience, charity. It is our close communion and communication with our Father. How could we live without Him? 
How could we stand all problems and deficiencies of this world? He came to save us as a poor child, and now in him we have an endless source of love and energy. Jesus was born poor, and it is also the sign that we don't have to divide people on rich or poor, or to prefer rich to poor. Let's see in the richness of heart. Who knows? Maybe this poor and problematic person is much closer to God as we are. Thank you, Lord, for being born poor, because you show us that you love absolutely everybody and in a very special way you love the poor. Wow. Very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Elena. Like I like her last message, like Aha. to be thankful to God, not to yes, be, because he's uh, uh, he was born in manger reminds us, not uh, uh, he born poor for us. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. It's a mystery, really. Oh, yes, thank it's a you. Mystery. Well, let's listen now to Marion from the Philippines. Uh, she's actually the cousin of Lisa, so here's what she has to say. Hi everyone, I am Marian from the Philippines and my thought about God born in a manger is God did not favor his son by providing him with expensive clothes, expensive room in hospital, but planned that he would be born in a manger to show us that through humility we can appreciate God's graces and this is set as an example for us that we can always follow his footsteps that would lead us to eternal life. Thank you! Well, thank you, Marion, as well. It's true, like, Mama Mary had her first baby, and she wasn't even in her own town. She didn't have her mum there. There was no hospital. Like, everything was a disaster, really. (laughs) Um, Wow. And then, like, then they had to escape to Egypt shortly after as well. So it's just, like, I think it's just so beautiful to recognize in the middle of our struggles, you know, um, God wasn't too afraid to enter into our mess. <laughs> he wasn't too afraid to enter into the situations, the worldly situations that we live. Um, but, like, yeah, like like um, uh, Elena was sharing is also, and also May, like the call to love is always greater. So, oh, yes, yeah, exactly. so, oh, yes. But, wow, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Marianne. <laughs> Well, let's go for a little song break, Chris, you think? Yes. Okay, let's listen to Away in a Manger. And this is by uh, Philip Wickham. Enjoy. You're listening to Radio Verbum Day. Enjoy! The cattle 
You're listening to Radio Verbum Day. Enjoy! Okay, welcome back, guys. So that was Away in the Manger. Uh, it's a classic, but it had a bit of a, its own little twist there. So we got so many shows, we're going to keep going. Yeah, we, keep, we need to keep going. <laughs> okay, who are we going to start with? We're going to start with Rita. Uh, Risa uh, has been very, very faithful in this year, and um, I, I really appreciate all her sharings. Uh, so here's what she has to say. Hello, I'm Rosa from the Philippines. In 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, Jesus Christ, although he was rich, he became poor for our sake, so that we should become rich through his poverty. This is our Lord who owns everything accepted to be born in a manger so we can share in his richness richness in love mercy compassion for brothers and sisters for me humility is the key key to generosity to offer everything in me leads to freedom freedom that is true joy and peace to be in communion with god our lord in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rosa. Yeah, thank you, Ati Rosa. <laughs> well, the, yes, um, it's true. Jesus lived the Beatitudes in every sense of the word. Um, mm. Being poor in spirit, I think, is something very very difficult for us many times yeah. we always want to be on top we always want to be the winner <laughs> uh, you know many times it's not easy to accept the call to be humble or the call to 
uh, to recognize others may be better at things than us yeah. or or that we don't always succeed um, and it doesn't mean that's a failure it just means yeah. that we need to perhaps reinterpret the way that we see things yeah. <laughs> and in the end Jesus was poor in spirit because he was always open to the will of the father and I think uh, his birth is is like his big yes he's like uh, before the cross he's like he's he's like his big yes to come to earth so you know thank you so much Rosa um, for sharing yeah, thank with you. us thank you thank you so now we have two very special sharers actually we wanted before sharing um the sharing of Franco and Emma. Uh, we just wanted to also extend our condolences because we know that their uncle passed away yesterday. Yeah, our deepest condolence. Uh, so no, we Franco were praying Emma. for you guys. Yeah, but uh, we are with you in prayers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with Franco. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us, Franco. Hello, everyone. I am Franco Matthew Ngumahat, and today's question is: Jesus was born in a manger. What are your thoughts about this? God had plenty of choices for his plan, but he chose one, to let Jesus be born in a manger. God could have just let Jesus be born in an inn, but instead he chose a manger. The reason for this is that God wants Jesus to be humble God wants Christmas to be peaceful and quiet. God wants Christmas to be hopeful and gentle. As the song Silent Night would say, Silent Night, Holy Night. Jesus should not be accepted only as King of Earth. He should be accepted also as the King of Heaven home to his father, and home to our departed family and loved ones. Because of that, Jesus' home is not earth, and God wants him to be humble. Oh. <laughs> Very sweet. Very genuine sharing. Oh, yes. No, Thank you, Franco. Yes. Like, uh, he was born to be humble. Yes, and I remember what uh, Terosa said that uh-huh. uh, humility will lead us to freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the humility of God, uh-huh. He leads us to freedom. Yes. Oh. Yo. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Thank you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, now we listen to him. It's Emma. Hello, everyone. This is Emma from the Philippines. And today's reflection question is, what are your thoughts on this? God in a manger. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 For me my thoughts on this God born in a manger reminds me of God's simplicity as he was born Compared to how I was born I would really think that a manger would be something quite uncomfortable and unusual for somebody to give birth and somebody to be born yet God my savior the reason why i am here today was born in a manger and despite being born in such a simple manner his birth god's birth was the most meaningful awaited and most valuable event for the christians and so it also symbolizes god's simplicity 
and how simplicity can also be a huge impact towards others. And so my thoughts on God in a manger reminds me of how God was born in such a simple yet most meaningful manner that I could ever imagine and that I, as his follower, um, am also called into living a simple yet a meaningful life. Thank you very much. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much, Emma. Like, like the simplicity of God make made God reachable, no? And, and also a call for us to be simple because our God is so simple, and we don't need to be to have to live a luxury life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, we make life so complicated for ourselves so many times. We don't need to. Yes. <laughs> wow, sure. But no, thank you so thank much. You, Emma. <laughs> Okay, so now we also have another first-time sharer, and this is Syme, is that right, Chris? Yes. From the Philippines as well, and, and Syme is a married couple, a disciple in the community, I believe. Okay. Yes, you want to read the message? Yeah. Well, let's give Can a round of applause. For yeah, 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 a first-time sharer. <laughs> oh, uh, we didn't get the... Okay, we're getting warmed up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Syme, for sharing. Okay, here, here is her sharing. I will read. Uh, reading from this passage changed the way I think from scarcity to richness, abundance. I can claim now that I am rich, that Jesus gave me this richness, so I need to share this richness, especially those who ask for a favor. Being abundant made me share all that I have resources, time, and energy. This grace is freely given to us, so we, so we ought to share all of this because the more we share, the more we receive. Just keep giving, for Jesus Christ choose to be poor for us to be rich. Whoa, thank you, Simon. No, really, God choose to be poor so that we can be rich, no? rich in spirituality and rich with people, no? family and everything that we have. Um, yes, our faith, the hope that uh, our our faith brings, no, and that God brings to us, it becomes us rich. Yes. Thank you, thank you so much, Sam. Oh. Okay, well, let's go for one more sharing before we go to our spotlight. So this is going coming from Annie Margot from New York. Thanks, Annie Margot. I think you're listening. So big welcome to you. Hi everyone, this is Margot Quinones from Long Island, New York. God born in a manger. What are your thoughts on this? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. In 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9, I am not making a demand, but I am testing the sincerity of your love in comparison to the earnestness of others. God born in a manger. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is, he came down to earth in humble beginning, and we know this king becoming the sacrifice for all mankind and rise again. Jesus was able to live and deal with our world as a human being, to be amongst us, to teach us and love, and showed us that being poor is rich. He invites the whole world to come to him. In this humility, he makes himself very easily approachable to all. Wherever we are, whoever we are, our parents, whoever they are, 
Jesus said, come to me. He could have choose his birth in a palace, in huge houses, but no, he chose to be born in a manger, in a stable so all the poorest people can come to him and believe in him and their lives will forever change. Well, Unite, thank you so much for this beautiful sharing. God bless you all and bye for now. Thank you, Animago. It's true, Animago. This is something that um, we really need to recognize, uh, especially as we read the scriptures, as we reflect on the life of Jesus, that and in being human, becoming human, he actually taught us how to be human. <laughs> God taught us. Um, and it, it's, it's so concrete. It's so palpable. Like, Jesus didn't uh, walk about, um, I don't know, in, in uh, he, he wasn't the type of savior that he they thought he would be in many times. They thought he would be like a, a military leader or or sometimes they were really conflicted why he would seem he would seemingly uh, go against the rules or like in many times Jesus was always inviting us to always take a step further to always try and leave the kingdom and in our humanity. So I think that's something very a mystery a mystery mystery yes. i keep saying that word today but really it is yeah but yeah i know it's true it's a we mystery. celebrate it's it a we celebrate this christmas well we want to go to the spotlight now so get ready guys we got some special things to share with you news judge jokes culture people community what's new Okay, guys, so here we are. Today we want to share with you a few different things. So you, as you probably already know, this Sunday is what they call Galdate Sunday. You're thinking, what's that word? <laughs> well, it's basically to say that this is the Sunday of joy. Um, so I just want to share with you a few little things about that and then also something special that we will also be celebrating tomorrow. Uh, so uh, a few different facts. So I don't know if you know, actually, I think I have never heard this before, Chris. I don't know if you had, but before uh, Advent um, was actually a period that lasted for 40 days, a bit like um, uh, um, Lent. Um, and they redu reduced it uh, like in the fourth and fifth century. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. It was something that lasted for 40 days in the fourth and fifth century. And it was not until later that they changed it. So technically before Advent began on the 12th of November, which would have been the feast day of St. Martin of Tours. And Galdate basically means rejoice. And it's like a moment to remind us uh, that it would have been like the midpoint um, of, um, of Advent and preparing or, um, for, for the birth of Jesus. For us now, it's the third Sunday of Advent. And it's like usually like the, usually Advent goes for four weeks and then we celebrate Christmas. Sometimes it's a bit shortened because the the last week and between last week and Christmas is only a few days, yes. but generally four weeks. And it, it's basically like a reminder, you know, God's here, get ready. You know, we, we start at the beginning of Advent, you know, talking about going to the desert and, um, and like making this journey. But now it's like he's getting closer, he's getting closer. Um, so you might recognize that your the priest in your parish is going to be wearing pink tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and maybe in the Advent wreath that you have, you'll see that it'll be the rose or the, or the pink candle that will be uh, lit. 
Um, and it, yeah, it's a reminder for us that, you know, um, do not be afraid. You know, there's a reason for joy. There's a reason to celebrate the coming of Jesus. So this is the first thing we wanted to share about Galdate Sunday. And then the next thing we want to share tomorrow um, is a very, very special day, especially in Mexico, but um, all of America and all of the world, because it's the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, yes. Wow. So I don't know if you know much about her. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know a bit about her, Chris? I've got a few facts I can share with you. She is very special. Yeah. (laughs) We know that. (laughs) And and what happened? Um, There's a bit of a story. So... Um, basically, I don't know if you remember this image, but we can pop it on our Facebook maybe later to yeah. remind you which which image um, uh, is represented by, uh, or you know, the way that Mary of uh, Guadalupe, uh, the Virgin of Guadalupe, appeared. So basically, um, in in uh, Mexico City, uh, there's actually the Basilica, and today uh, it's still present. Uh, there's a tunic or a cloth um, that uh, Saint Juan Diego uh, had. And um, the image of Mary appears on there. So there's a bit of a story. So it still exists, this cloth, and it's made of natural fibers. And after so many years, after 500 years, it should have deteriorated, but it hasn't. It's still intact. There's so many facts about it. It's very interesting. But I'll give you just at least the basics. So basically, in uh, about 1531 in Mexico, um, there was an indigenous person, it was Juan Diego, who was walking along and he saw that um, there was like a light on the hill and he went to see and he was like, what's that? Um, and he, he actually had an apparition of Mary or Mary appeared to him. And there she asked him to build a, 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 a sanctuary or like a chapel. And he went to the bishop to tell him, the Archbishop of Mexico, and he didn't believe him. And he thought, you know, what's this guy doing? Anyway, so Juan Diego went back and Mary um, asked him again, please, please ask for them to build a chapel here. And he actually um, was asked by Mary to go up um, to, to another part of the hill and to collect flowers. And it was winter time, so it's impossible that there could have been so many flowers. It was really a miracle already. And so he filled up his tunic with all the flowers. And then when he went to offer the flowers to the bishop, uh, he, he like... Um, spilt out the flowers and the image of Mary appeared on his oh, tunic. Wow. wow. And there's some, I won't go into too much detail, but there are some very beautiful facts about this image um, because it's actually an image of Mary um, uh, as with like um, characteristics of a Spanish person and of a native person. So really Mary in this image it was presenting unity between two cultures that were rivalries. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Mary's pregnant in this picture. So it's really, um, and also she's standing in front of the sun. And for the Aztec people, or for the native people, um, the god, their biggest god was the sun. So Mary standing in front, being pregnant, is saying, you know, I'm bigger than the sun, I'm bigger than your god. Um, and, and so there's many things here. Sorry. So why do we share these two feasts? Well, it's because Mary really is probably, well, we know, she was the first one that ran to Elizabeth after the announcement of, the, of um, Jesus' birth that from the angel Gabriel. And she was she shouted her Magnificat with joy. With joy. So it's very beautiful to recognize, you know, Mary is the first one to remind us to rejoice. Uh, and rejoice because she knows that Jesus is coming and she prepared for him. 
and I guess she reminds us to prepare for him as well because you know he's not far away. Yeah, <laughs> we need to rejoice. Um, and it, many times we can um, not like waiting. We cannot <laughs> like um, the uncertainty of, of situations because I think really that's one of the big things that Mary lived. Uh, but how much joy and increase your dad yeah. as well. Yes, What's like, the joy of a kid like I remember born? when I was expect my wife expecting uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and she was already nine months pregnant. Oh and, yes. And the joy that we are excited to see our daughter. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and also the joy of Elena. I see her face. Uh-huh. And I'm very excited. Yes. For someone, if you are waiting for someone to a very special someone that will come to us and uh-huh. yeah and it, it, we're so joyful no we're yeah. so excited to see that person and the same like what mary no like yes the, all the mothers experience when they're expecting the child to uh-huh. come out yes yeah, yeah, yes the joy no? I can, wow yeah so like who will this baby be and yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> how life will change for joy no? yes. you're shouting uh-huh. for joy that uh-huh. so now like the christmas is very near no yes and yes uh-huh. We should be excited and to be joyful uh, because the Lord is very near. Yes, wow. No, very cool. Well, there you go, guys. So if you want to check out some more facts about Our Lady Guadalupe, you can check it out on, on the, in the internet. It's, there's heaps and heaps of information. But in the end, she reminds us, Mary, um, that she is our mum. She's a mum not only of Jesus but of all of us and that she invites us to rejoice and find many reasons to rejoice. Oh, so, thank you, Teresa. Nah, for thank you. Well, okay, guys, let's listen to a song briefly before we keep going to sharing. So, this is also a very nice song. It's called How Many Kings, and it's by a group called Down Here. Okay, enjoy. You are listening to Radio Vivian Day. Make sure you spread the word. So 
tuned in to Unite the Word and Your Life. Continuing in 3, 2, 1. Okay, guys, so here we are again. Wow, time's going so fast, Chris, and we have a piece of the program. So we've got still a few more sharings to go. So what we would do is we will share them, but we won't comment so much. But we hope yeah, you can keep reflecting. <laughs> yes, you can keep reflecting on and rejo- re- enjoying these sharings. So we'll go straight to Taiwan. Is that right, Chris? Yes, Margaret. Oh. Okay, I'm okay. going to read her message. message. Okay. God born in a manger. I think this is a miracle. I am the manger of today, and He wants to be born in my life. How valuable I am. I think Christmas reminds me of this truth, that God values us very much, and many people need to hear this truth today. I am working with youths in university, and so many of them have mental health issues, self-harm, who are indifferent to the people around them who base their value on their grades and achievements. I sometimes feel frustrated working with these young people because all my methods don't seem to work. But Jesus in the manger reminds me that these people are valuable too. They are worth it. It gives me strength to keep going and be patient with the youth whom I I work with. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Margaret. Yeah. And uh, now we've got a sharing from Adonis Hanal. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Hanal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who is also a married couple from the Philippines. And this is their first time sharing. So I'm just going to give them a round of applause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read uh, the message written here. So we've got, um, Not as any genius of this world thought it could happen that a god and a ruler and a king should be born in a manger. As what was told in Isaiah 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways. My ways your ways, declares the Lord. For me, Jesus was born in a manger to let us all know that though he is king, he is willing to embrace us all, from the state of life and especially to the least and the lost and the last. It's symbolic in a way, with the stable in the place where the sheep and other animals find rest. We too are truly at peace when we find our rest in the Lord. And a manger is where the animals drank or ate their food. Jesus became our spiritual food in the Holy Eucharist, which gives real nourishment and strength to our journey. A stable is not a pleasant place for a child to be born, especially our God and King. Somehow it symbolizes our sins and offenses against God, yet Jesus chooses each one of us for him to be born to free us from the slavery of sin for us to become rich in spiritual things of what is above and pleasing to him. Oh, wow. thank you, Adonis. Very beautiful. Yeah. And um, we will now go to Cecilia here in Madrid. Thank you so much, Cecilia. The fact that God born in a manger reminds me how different our God was to ours. I, like the Jewish people, would have expected a king more to the human standards and expectations powerful and rich, with a very different salvation plan that avoided sacrifice, poverty, humbleness and pain, and granted peace and well-being for all in an easy and simple way. And this is why um, we need faith 
we need we have to trust that God knows better and his ways are perfect though very different to ours and a mystery again very difficult for us to to understand but he loved us first and he proved that um, the cross is a necessity and there is no salvation without it so um, his own son went through through it uh-huh. thank you Cecilia, oh, thank you so much, Cecilia. <laughs> very true okay well, let's go to our final share for today we have Jeline from the Philippines hey everyone good evening I am Jelani from the Philippines God born in a manger my thought about this is Jesus is born in a manger because no one accepts them because the hospitals are full always think that it's really hard for Mama Mary to lose her son to save our sins. Always remember that it is also difficult for our parents to raise us. So let us love our parents and let us always forgive as God forgive our sins. Even if some people has shortcomings. Think carefully how much it hurts for Mama Mary to lose her son to save our lives. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jelani, no? Jelani. Of Lisa, no? Ah, no, I think she might be a friend. A friend, sorry. Yes, but Jelani, yes, she often shares too. Yes. We have another, no, from Josh, but unfortunately, we cannot play his audio message. I, I don't know. We cannot read the profile, no. so, so maybe, maybe next later. time. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Josh. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Well, Chris, we got to the, the program. Yes, thank oh, you. Thanks oh, so, much. so much. We are so rich. Wow, so rich super. with sharers. And <laughs> uh-huh. thank you for sharing your life, for testimony, testimony of life, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and how you your reflection no, of the yeah. of God born in a manger. Many themes, many beautiful yes. things. The simplicity of God, God becoming human to teach us how to be human, poverty, many, many things. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we hope you enjoy, um, especially this uh, Sunday, Galdate Sunday, being the Sunday of joy. And we also, yeah, acknowledge Mama Mary. She we, we appeared especially in Guadalupe, but but I, it's not just a, a, a something for Mexico or not just something for yeah, America. For us, our mother. Yes, no, she's our mother. Another expression of Mary, like who wants to unite us, who wants to join us, and wants us to help us to rejoice that baby Jesus is on the way. So get excited, guys. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so join us next week. Uh, we will have our song for him. So keep an eye out uh, for what will come up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And, Thank you uh, so much for joining us yeah. today. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to our live program, Unite the Word and Your Life, helping people from all around the world and from all different realities to connect and share about how the Word is being made flesh today. Send us messages and song requests through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Make sure you join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. Spanish time. See you again soon. Ciao! Ciao.